Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Dale Roberts is in MoGunLaw.com. Then we have uh, Chuck Basie, former state representative, Second Amendment supporter, and of course, Garson, who always brings in some neat things for show and tell from Graphs in Mexico, Missouri. And uh, we're going to get to show and tell in just a minute, but let's wrap it up on legislation. Uh, Dale, you said there were some some other good laws that were being proposed? Yes. So I think two more worth mentioning. Um, Senate Bill 200 filed by Rick Bratton. Rick Bratton's been busy. Um, basically says, uh, prohibits government contracts for goods or services with any company that that discriminates against firearms companies. So if a given company has a policy or, you know, like we've talked on this show before about uh, credit companies, credit card companies that discriminate against firearms manufacturers. So this particular bill would prohibit a government agency to enter into a contract with those companies unless they have a policy that is that they don't discriminate against firearms or affirm that they don't, if that makes sense. Anyway. All right. Let's, you know, I, I like it, but before I jump on board, I'd want to know what would happen if somebody wrote a similar law uh, on the left that said uh, anybody that sells something to a pro-life organization can't do business with the state of Missouri. Would I like that? Yeah, I see where you're going. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I understand what he's doing, and I, the part of me that likes it, but, you know, the libertarian in me says the government shouldn't be making those kinds of choices. What, what if it was not firearms or, um, what, what if it was, like, cat, cat food or something like that? <laughs> all right, all right, in that case, it's okay. Um, you, you can't do business with any company that makes cat food. Is it all right with me? And I wonder if Gwyn gets a good laugh every time this issue comes up. <laughs> so uh, You know, that fur ball is still here, and I can't get rid of him. Accidents happen. That's uh, what I'm thinking. You know, maybe I'll do some dry fire testing, and oops, I left a round in there. Or, or Gwyn, I don't know how he got in the microwave and then turned it on from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I know, animal lovers yeah. such as myself are going to pitch a fit. So, yeah, well, don't forget, she's a better shot than me, so I don't think I'll be... Doing any of those things. So so maybe the final bill for this morning, uh, Representative Schnelting, and this was basically his bill last year's uh, House Bill 1462. It's House Bill 282 this year. Ties up a list of uh, loose ends that needed to be addressed. Uh, one of them, uh, when the legislature created extended, extended concealed carry permits, 10-year, 20-year, lifetime permits, uh, drafting error, they failed to make it so that if you have one of those permits, you're covered by all the protections that apply to a five-year permit. A significant problem for those folks. Uh, so this bill fixes that. It lowers the age for permits from 19 to 18. It uh, uh, corrects the problem. Currently, if you have had an offense in your youth, or I guess any time, and received a suspended imposition of sentence, you cannot get a concealed carry permit, even though you have never been convicted of anything. And that, too, I think was a drafting error some 20 years ago. So this bill would correct that. 
Um, it also would allow you, it removes the prohibition on carrying a firearm on a bus or public transit and uh, has a provision on, on qualifying for a concealed permit if you had a marksmanship badge or similar rating in the military then I believe it excuses you from the range portion of the class. There is nothing about this bill that I can't get behind. I like every bit of it. it does the does it make your permit uh, an exemption to NICS? No. Dang it. And I, <laughs> but you know it does. The, the only thing I in in the bill and as I said. He had a bill that did most of these things last year, picked up things from Chuck Basie and incorporated in his bill, and the, and it went through the House without any problem. It got to the Senate. I testified at the hearing in the Senate, and the one thing that, you know, met some significant resistance was the issue of allowing people to carry on public transportation. And I'm sure that'll meet the same resistance this year. That uh, seems to be an issue for some. Has there been a surge of people on buses shooting up buses? Uh, not to my knowledge. And, of course, n not everyone can afford to operate their own motor vehicle. There are a lot of folks who rely on public transportation to get to and from work. And if you can't carry on public transportation, then you can't carry from the moment you leave for work to the moment you get home for work at night. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And it's not like there's some... You know, overwhelming numbers of people being shot on buses. I, I don't understand what the objection is. Who stands up and says what? And who stands up and says, here's why we can't do that? Well, uh, Chuck, it's, it's did you just, hear any arguments like well, that? Well, you know, the Democrats always oppose this stuff. Actually, I think last year we even got a few Democrats that supported this bill. Oh, I, yes. I, I, I believe Definitely. we did yes. in the House. In not, the not very many, but a few. So, but, you know, that's, uh, the Democrats generally object to this because, well, it's, it's, uh, a lot of the, uh, transit systems, you know, especially buses are in, in their territories, but, um, I, I don't understand the objection to it either, you know, cause this is, we're talking about people well, that have pro, a concealed carry permit that are trained. It's pro-gun. I mean, they have yeah. to oppose it, but I mean, you're not just disarmed going to work. And if you're relying on the bus to go to work, you're probably relying on the bus to do your shopping visit people, right. go out, do anything else that you do in your daily life. Good point, yeah. So, I mean, you're basically just going to be disarmed if you're not at home. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, you'd think somebody would stand up and say, yeah, I'm opposed to this because, and then give us an excuse, a reason, some example of where this has been a problem in the past. Oh, it'll lead to mass gunfights, dogs and cats living together. Yeah. And I that mean, was the argument 20 years ago, or every time we try to pass concealed care up until we got it passed. That there was going to be blood on the streets. Well, clock's been ticking, and I don't yes. see that happening. Yeah, that's always the excuse. Yeah, uh, just willy-nilly, people will be out there shooting. Uh, in a minute, we're going to have a show and tell, but in the meantime, uh, before... Uh, hold on a second, Brian. <laughs> hold, on. <laughs> hold the horses there, buddy. Uh, the uh, states with the most registered guns in America. Uh, let's see if there are any surprises here. Just shout out if you're stunned. Number 10 is Alabama. Number nine is Ohio. I'm surprised at that. Uh, number eight, North Carolina. Number seven, Arizona. Number six is Georgia. Number five, Pennsylvania. Uh, any of the any of you guys surprised by this? 
California is number four. What? All the gun laws they have, California has, and here this might be the the secret here, registered guns might be the reason it's coming up this way. Uh, Number four is California. Number three is Virginia. Number two is Florida. Uh, Drum roll, please. The number one state with the most registered guns in America is Texas. Texas has a registration? I don't want to live in Texas anymore. I'm not aware of any registration for guns uh, in Texas, so I don't know. But um, do, they, do they mean NFA items? They're it. just, it's just the state with the most registered guns in America. So maybe there's some option to register. I, I don't know. Or maybe they're going also relying on concealed carry permits and assuming if you have a permit, you, you probably have a gun. Well, Missouri ranks dead center at 25. Hmm. Well, so. I know we don't have a registration. Yeah. So, so I don't know what they're basing these numbers on. So I think this is just a nothing burger. A nothing burger? Well, if that's the case, then let's go take a commercial break and come back and find out what we got from graphs in show and tell on Gary on Guns. It is, uh, it is in fact, Gary on Guns. Dale Roberts with us. Uh, MoGunLaw.com. Uh, former State Representative Chuck Basie on board with us. And a Second Amendment supporter. And then Garson is in from Graphs, and we're going to do show and tell in a minute. But Brian uh, just brought a piece to the table um, about a, uh, <laughs> a firearm that's been banned in Canada. I was kind of wondering if uh, Garson had any of those up at uh, Graphs. Uh, can we play the audio? We can, yeah. Are You You want me to play it from here? Is yeah. It, is this okay. the BM? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> has decided, like all dictators do, if you want a police state, you cannot let people defend themselves with firearms. So Canada has just banned virtually all firearms in the country. That include handguns and hunting rifles. Now, Justin Trudeau doesn't know what side of the gun the bullet comes out of. He has no idea really what a gun is. He knows his bodyguards have a lot of them, but that's really it. But he's against guns. So against him that Trudeau's government has just banned a gun called the Buttmaster. Now, you may recall the name since so many mass shootings have been committed with the butt master. Well, actually, no. There really isn't a butt master. In fact, we think there's only one butt master in history. It was invented as a gag by a gun designer in Tampa, Florida, 23 years ago. Actually, a fairly famous gun designer called Mark Sirbu, who joins us right now. So, first of all, Mark, thank you for coming on. Congratulations sure. on having the butt master banned by an entire country. <laughs> But tell, yeah. just tell us, the, the Buttmaster was not designed for mass shootings, right? Uh, no, I had no idea about mass shootings. Yeah, they weren't as popular back then. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's quasi, causing quite a stink in Canada right now, isn't it? <laughs> so the Buttmaster, as far as I understand, and I've watched the video, I kind of want one, but I don't think there are any for sale. But the Buttmaster <laughs> is a single-shot twenty-two long rifle with like a, a spring-loaded striker, it's like the most primitive zip gun like in history, is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's very simple and it's, you know, it, it's kind of nicer than the average pen gun that's out there, but yeah, it's, it's just one shot and as you saw, you've got to unscrew it and screw it back, back together, Ugh, can't talk, screw it back together and I've actually got one right here, or the only one right here. <laughs> the only uh, yeah, one? It's, it, yeah, that's, so that's the thing, they're banning sale. the only one, yeah. 
Yeah, the only one I've had in my possession for 23 years, and somehow it made it on the ban list, which is absurd, as, as you know, which is why we're talking about it. So if they're even banning the Buttmaster, the, the world's only Buttmaster that really should be in the Smithsonian, and, and I hope it will someday be, <laughs> like, how did they even know the Buttmaster exists? Who's doing their firearms research, do you think? Yeah. That's the weird thing. You know, when I first got, somebody in Canada sent me an email, and, and they're like, oh, Mark Zerbo, you're God, this is amazing. You know, this like master-level trolling. And, of course, I wasn't trolling from 23 years ago. But, yeah, at first I thought, man, this is hilarious. It's awesome. But then when you look on official Canadian documentation, and you see Buttmaster, and it's like, you know, how could they be so so inept to, to do that? It's like, what what staffer? You know, and it, it's, it's almost like a game of Clue, you know? It's like, you know, the idiot staffer with the laptop in the cubicle. You know, that, that's who did it. And that's, but that's just part of it. The story has so many dimensions to it, you know, because obviously Trudeau's been saying, oh, we're getting rid of weapons of mass death and destruction. It's like, well, here's something with one shot where you get run into a room and pull it out of your, your prison wallet and, and bang away with one shot while everybody beats you to death. <laughs> I mean, I guess the good news is he's a fascist, but he's also a buffoon. And that's the self limiting fact about him. <laughs> well, that, Mark, that helps. I, I appreciate your call. If you ever make the butt master, set us up a couple aside for me. Oh, uh, yeah. We're probably going to do a run, so yeah, we'll let you know. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> the butt master. <laughs> what, what terrified me at first was the name of this thing. I wasn't sure where, where you shot it from. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. Well, that ought to make the Canadians all feel much safer, don't you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, you, but you would like one, wouldn't you? I, I, I think they're hilarious. I don't have any desire to own one. I mean, Mark makes some cool guns, so if I was going to buy a Serbu, um, I'd probably end up with one of his 50 cals or one of his SBSs first. <laughs> Butt gun. <laughs> oh, Lord. All guns that are powered by pixie dust are banned in Canada. Um, but he did figure out how they got that gun on their list. So apparently um, it is an NFA device, and the NFA registry has apparently not um, protected information, and it's shared between governments. So that's how that ended up on the list. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it just... It's just so stupid. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, it just, it's just that stupid. That, that they would pass a law that says you can't have something that doesn't exist? Yes. That's dumber than stupid, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, at least that's, uh, that's what I heard. Illinois has passed a large-capacity assault-style weapons ban, uh, which is undoubtedly going to go down the uh, flaming porcelain receptacle. But before we get into any of that, and we do have a lot more ground to cover, let's talk show and tell. Garson, what have you brought us? Uh, I got a couple things. What do you want to see first? Well, I'm, you know, I'm looking at uh, th this uh, uh, gun with the, the deep mag well. It comes with, I guess, three mags. Uh, four mags. Four mags. Four mags. Smith & Wesson uh, this finally is Smith did something right. Um, yeah, four mags. I mean, if you're going to name a gun the competitor, um, four mags is is probably the minimum. You know, I'd like to see it come with like ten or something. But four is good. Four is good for a start. Um, so they've they've taken the M and P. They've given it a metal frame. Um, it's still got the uh, four back straps, uh, the Palmer back straps that you can interchange. So 
Um, and then it's got a polymer insert up front. So it's got that same good grip um, that you get from the MMP 2.0, um, but metal frame. So the gun's a little heavier. Um, everything's going to be stiffer. Um, they put a bunch of slide cuts on the slide. They've actually uh, kind of rebated part of the slide so it's thinner than it um, than it is at its um, rails. Uh, so you get good purchase on that with your hands. It's cut for an optic, and uh, part of that part of that slimming of the frame gives you um, uh, two little points at the back of the slide, so you can grip the slide and manipulate it with the optic in place without getting your hand on and around your optic. Um, it's got some uh, fish gill uh, serrations up at the muzzle, um, further further lightening the slide. So I'm guessing this thing won't move much at all. Um, when it's being fired. Nice big fiber optic front sight, um, ambidextrous uh, slide release. The mag release is oversized and reversible. Um, it's, it's so big you can probably hit it on accident from across the room. Um, super nice looking, feels great, and it's a little slimmer um, in the front, so I think, uh, I think that'll let you get a little tighter grip and press your two hands together a little better and further lock that gun into place. It's got a rail on the bottom? Yeah, it's got a rail, um, but, you know, for a competitive handgun, that's that's probably not necessary, or I, I don't think it's necessary, but I'm sure some people may choose to use this for something other than competition. Yeah. Uh, trigger's good and clean. Um, for, for a production gun, I'd say um, most people can probably get, get by without even, you know, doing an upgraded trigger on this and be competitive with it. Um... I'm guessing maybe three pounds at the most, but it's very clean and it's very short, um, almost no over travel, and a pretty quick reset. So that's nice. Um, the mags look like they have an extension on them, but they're just 17 round mags. Um, so um, the I, I hope somebody makes an actual mag extension for this gun that fits in the mag well. Maybe some of the existing uh, mag extensions from the MMP will work with this magwell, but um, yeah, it's a false, it's a false extended base plate. So I'm guessing that's just to protect it from being dropped um, in the middle of a match on concrete or rocks, and and keep it from uh, damaging um, a smaller base pad. But overall, super nice gun. I'm I'm fairly impressed with it. Um, I'm, I'm glad Smith and Wesson's, you know. Kind of stepping outside their comfort zone and and making metal guns again. Um, I, I really like this. I I, I think it's going to be um, a, a force to be reckoned with for most production classes in USPSA or IDPA. Uh, let me ask you this, because sometimes this happens. You get your hands on one, uh, and it's the only one available. Is do, do you have more than one at the store? Uh, this is the only one we have. Um, there's been a lot of new guns that have come out, and we've. I actually could have brought a bunch of other guns, but they sold very quickly. <laughs> so, well, when we come back, S and uh, Smith and Wesson. I got another uh, one. M and P, huh? Yeah, I got another Smith. We'll yeah. All right, we're going to talk about them all. I'm Gary Ungum. It is uh, amazing uh, what you see on Facebook, uh, and I got to tell you, uh, I'm, I'm paging through on Facebook here, and I come across this guy, kind of a close up of his uh, face. And he looks as though he's just discovered somebody has emptied out his bank account. I mean, he looks devastatingly sad. And then I, I, I scrolled down uh, to see what, you know, what was such a problem. 
And it says, I can't believe this is the last day I get to hunt this year. <laughs> and it's Chuck Basie. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody peed in your cornflakes. I mean, you just, you have that, oh my God, that's horrible look on your face. Hardly anybody got what I was saying. It was, it was New Year's Eve. And I actually, I think I hunted the next day, but it was not that year. That was the pun I was trying to make to people, but only a couple of people got it. Yeah, anyway, uh, but sorry. the look on your face was so devastating. I'm so glad I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> my sister, who had a habit of taking the chrome off of my cars with hers, uh, I, and, and I just bought a brand new Pontiac Trans Am maybe two months before, and we were both working at, at the tavern and she said you know uh, it was the New Year's Eve party that we were working she said I haven't hit your car since last year <laughs> 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 yeah like Chuck Basie uh, that meant that on uh, New Year's Eve as she was pulling out the driveway she hit my brand new car uh, anyway listen I, I, I got distracted here but let's uh, let's move on because we got a Smith & Wesson here I'm just loving this thing. Yeah, and it's in the best caliber. It's in the best cal, cal nine millimeter. No, it's ten millimeter. Oh, it's it's one millimeter more. Oh, there's everybody knows uh, size queens uh, uh, love uh, an extra millimeter. Well, I mean, <laughs> that removes two organs, not just your lung. It's in the room. Which way you shoot it, it'll take a lung out and another organ. Well, and yeah. it's, and it's faster. It's it's bigger and faster. Wow, let's talk about this. I don't, I don't know about stronger, but you know, um, yeah, M and P two point oh in ten millimeter, optic ready. So um, all uh, all the regular M and P two point oh features. Uh, this one's got the thumb uh, thumb safety, ambidextrous. Thank you. Um, polymer frame, not not metal frame. Um, so it's a it's a regular two point oh, but yeah, M and P ten ten millimeter, um, and this does have the uh, the suppressor height style sights. So you can run it with the optic and still use your iron sights if the optic goes down, or or if it if you just happen to make a happen to need it and not have time to turn on the optic, I guess. But um, yep, ten millimeters the best. So everyone needs one at least, I'd say. Is ten is ten getting that hot? I mean, is it really? Because it seems like nine millimeter for the longest. First for a while there it was forty. Now it's nine. Is is it going to ten? Well, I mean, ten millimeter came out to much much to do but um i guess people's hands were smaller in the past or weaker i don't know but um the, when the fbi adopted it um cooper got behind it really hard and um and it you know it, it's it's a do everything cartridge in a semi-auto gun um there's a there's a few cartridges you know for revolvers that will do everything a 10 does but you know this is this is one of the few cartridges for a semi-auto that's going to, you know, cover all your bases. And is this one of one? This is one of one. Uh, I, I can probably order more. I, I I think there's a big batch out, so these should be readily available. Um, I mean, these aren't... Uh, firearm, firearms are getting easier to get, um, except for apparently Smith & Wesson revolvers. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they can't make anything but um, J-frame revolvers right now. Um, and that that's really... Not great, but I guess it is what it is at this point. Um, but they're they're churning out plastic guns as fast as they can still. So I think I think they're 
pretty well caught up on most models of M&P, uh, but they, they keep bringing out new guns, which I, I guess is a double-edged sword because now they got more models to make. Um, I don't know if they're in, increasing their line capacity to make all these extra guns or different guns, but um, I'm just glad they made this gun because, yeah, I, it, it's hard to pass up any 10 millimeter that comes to the store. Yeah, uh, so get it fast before he gets his paycheck. Oh, uh, no, no, I, I've already got mine. This oh, is... you already got yours. I see. We're, 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 uh... I've already got one. Yeah, we're kind of the afterthought. Okay, well, we'll get one for you now. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm only here every three weeks, so... You I... got yours. That's all exactly. that counts. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Anything else you want to brag about? Anything else you want to show off? Primers. We got primers. Come get primers. You know, I, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. You got primers. Yeah, I, I don't know how long we're going to have primers, but they're there now. So Was, was there a run on them? Were, were they a run on them. There was a, they were unavailable for a while, the, yeah, weren't the, they? There's, there's a two-year shortage on them. Wow. Well, that shows you what I know, because I don't do any reloading. I had no idea yeah. that there was... I mean, like, so for the last two years, when we got primers, it was a pittance. Um, you know, a, a, a dozen cases here, a dozen cases there, nothing nothing substantial. Um, but this this last shipment we just got was actually what we used to get three years ago, which is full pallets of one type of primer. Um, not not a not a mi a half of a mixed palette of multiple kinds of primers, but full palettes of of the exact same kind of primer, and we got multiple palettes. So it it was like, you know, Christmas in January. Well, this is like the place to go for primers. Way to go! Um, we we got a lot of ground to cover here, and and we still um, you know, the clock is ticking. Did you guys uh, see the uh, the video uh, down in Houston? The the robber getting shot. He's, he's running around waving a gun. Nope. No, I saw the attempted um, kidnapping video though. Police in Houston, Texas, say they'd like to talk to the man who shot and killed a robber at a taqueria uh, on Thursday night. Though they haven't said whether or not he's facing any charges. It was just before 11.30 in the evening when a man wearing a mask and gloves and carrying what turned out to be a fake gun walked into Ranchito Number no. 4, the city's uh, southwest side, demanding money from the customers inside. As the man was leaving, however, one of the patrons drew a gun of his own, shooting and killing the suspect as he was walking toward the door. Uh, and, and so they've, they've, they've got cameras in there. According to police, the suspect pointed a pistol at the customers. Police at the scene said the gun may have been plastic, either airsoft or a BB gun. Although the investigation was still being conducted, the police department says the suspect collected money from patrons. And then one of the other customers took out his own gun, apparently a real one, and shot the suspect multiple times. The shooter then took the stolen money from the suspect and gave it back to the customers. He and the other patrons then left. The suspect was pronounced dead at the scene. Police said the restaurant owner and workers were the only ones who remained on the scene. Uh, it's clear the robber intended for his victims to believe he had a real firearm, which means the armed citizen in question had a legitimate fear of death or great bodily injury. 
as long as the robber was waving his gun around. He might have been moving toward the door, but he also pointed the gun at uh, the armed citizen's head a split second before uh, the gun owner drew out his pistol and fired. This looks like a justifiable use of force. Uh, and the armed citizen would be wise uh, to both hire counsel and then have uh, present uh, that counsel when they give their, when he gives a statement. But the guy walked away. Dale, what would happen in Missouri if that scenario unfolded? It, 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 just to briefly recap, you're sitting in a restaurant, uh, like a taco place. Guy comes in waving a gun, collecting money from everybody. You pull out your concealed carry and you shoot the guy because you don't know if he's going to shoot you or somebody else. And then you leave. The leaving is the issue, and I'm trying to scan the, the page on legislation and find it. There is a state statute that requires you to report a shooting to law enforcement, which I think implies that you would hang around. Yeah, I'm um, assuming there was a reason okay. he couldn't hang around. Well, yeah, I'm wondering if that, he was an you know an illegal alien as they call or, him, or, or a felon with a firearm, maybe. Right, and that I mean that's it's curious. I mean nobody would, you know, I've got places to go and things to do. When the police come, you're going to have to talk to them. It may take hours, um, but you really need to do that. So the fact that he left is the issue that raises the questions um you know i don't know uh, yeah but I, I hadn't seen the video i had heard about i had heard there was a case of you know an armed robbery where a citizen shot the perpetrator and then took the money and gave it back to the people it had come from in the first well, place you say citizen it's an armed uh, individual we don't know if he's a citizen uh, yeah an individual uh had returned their money, kind of a little Robin Hood thing going on there. All right. Well, it is strange. Uh, Illinois, the state that I never get out of the car in. I literally, I, I, I gas up, make sure I got enough gas uh, while I'm in St. Louis, and then I don't get out of the car until I'm in Indiana. They have passed a large capacity assault style weapons ban. Dale, they just won't quit challenging the Supreme <laughs> Court. Well, we'll chat about that next on Gary and Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck Basie with us, uh, former state representative, Second Amendment supporter. Uh, we also have uh, Garson in from Graphs and uh, Dale, Robert Mo Dale Roberts MoGunLaw.com. Apparently, um, they're just... Every, every blue state is beside themselves, Dale. Because of the uh, recent Supreme Court decisions on uh, concealed carry, or not concealed carry, but on uh, uh, Second Amendment. Illinois just passed a large capacity assault-style weapon ban. Uh, the Illinois House of Representatives passed a bill early Friday that would ban high-powered assault-style weapons and large-capacity magazines known as the, I love the benign names, Protect Illinois Communities <laughs> Act. <laughs> it's, it's, sounds so nice. Uh, the legislation would ban the sale, manufacture, delivery, and purchase of assault weapons across the entire state. Uh, most individuals under the age of 21 would also be prohibited from buying any type of firearm in the state. 
Following a brief debate, it passed 64 to 43. That's an overwhelming number. Um, it was created uh, in the aftermath of a shooting in North Chicago. They going to have a problem at the Supreme Court? Oh, I think so. And, you know, there's a group called the Second Amendment Foundation. And they are one of the, they may be the leading entity in in litigating against, you know, improper gun laws. They're the ones that funded and won the Heller case at the Supreme Court, the McDonald case at the Supreme Court, Moore versus Madigan, which is a case that forced Illinois to start issuing concealed carry permits. And every time they win one of these cases, they get attorney's fees. And they're, I don't know what his title is, uh, Alan Gottlieb will do a press release of Alan holding a check for several hundred thousand dollars from the state of Illinois because they had to pay them attorney's fees for, you know, litigating this case, which means the residents of Illinois are paying their taxes for Illinois attorneys, you know, their attorney generals, their legislature to do this work. And then they're paying again uh, to Alan Gottlieb and the Second Amendment Foundation to get it overturned. Uh, but as I understand it, the population of Chicago is such that it basically rules the entire state of Illinois, and it's a liberal area, so the tail wags the dog, as they say. Um, but, you know, states keep doing this. Uh, courts keep striking it down. New York Supreme Court, of all places, uh, struck down a uh, red flag Confiscation law, law yeah. Uh, red, lag, red flag confiscation law recently. Um, but the legislators just seem intent on, we don't care how much it costs our constituents, uh, we're going to make a show. Yeah, they so. just keep doing this, and they just keep getting shot down. You'd think at some point they'd give it up, uh, but they don't. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, California is, uh, is big on this. California Democrats return to Sacramento this week with a gun safety agenda. Gun safety agenda. They've decried it's a safety agenda. Uh, following a near record year for mass shootings, but their legal obstacles loom higher than ever. Um, the Supreme Court this summer invalidated one of the state's longstanding concealed carry requirements, and a federal judge in San Diego has blocked a series of the state's restrictive gun policies. Meanwhile, Second Amendment groups will, quote, sue anything that walks. <laughs> said uh, Democrat Assemblyman uh, Jesse Gabriel, who chairs their Gun Violence Prevention Working Group. As the challenges mounted, uh, as the challenges mount, it's up to lawmakers to find a way around them. Said Bob Hertzberg, a former California legislator whose bill could be heading to the Supreme Court. We have these horrible deaths every year. That's like, you know, it. it I don't want to keep using the same analogy, but it just it's blaming the fork for obesity exactly no. we have to find a way to get around the u.s constitution that's what they're saying yeah instead of saying we need to figure out why these people are doing what they're doing recognizing that if they really want a gun they're going to find a way to get one or they'll use a substitute and we've seen this all over the world uh they've used poison gas they've used uh, arson, uh, all kinds of ways to, to do mass killings. Automobiles? Yeah, we've yeah. seen that even here. Uh, 
fertilizer bombs. I mean, Oklahoma City, look at that. So in, instead of looking at the real problem and addressing it, they're going after the tool. And, and they're never going to win that. It's only going to get worse. And when it gets worse, then they'll write more laws. And the next thing you know it, the Second Amendment's out the window. And, and then we're all in danger. Apparently, in California, they've also uh, created a do-not-sell list. Are you familiar with this? Any of you guys? No, I haven't heard of it. The roster ruse list? It's, uh, no, you know what, uh, I'm in command of my faculties, but I'm right on the edge. Uh, don't sell me a gun. I'll put my name on this list. And, uh, and then uh, gun dealers uh, see their name on the list and they say, nope, uh, you've asked us not to sell you a gun and we're not going to. Oh, like we have for gambling here. <laughs> yeah, how does that work? Uh, the problem is, uh, once you get your name on the list, it's very difficult to get your name off the list. According to the uh, National Rifle Association, once you've gotten your name on this list, you, you've got to go to court and file a petition uh, to have your name removed. Uh, all the person on the registrant's contact list are entitled to advance notice of the date, time, and location of the court hearing. Oh, my God. <laughs> so your ex-wife... that? Huh? I said, what could go wrong with that? Yeah, so your ex-wife could show up and testify about... Why you shouldn't be able to uh, carry a gun. And, 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 uh, and it's probably not being abused like the no-fly list was. No, no, no. I, I can't imagine they would ever do a thing like that. Uh, but they just keep trying. Uh, they keep trying in New York. They keep trying in Illinois. All the blue states. Uh, and they keep failing. But eventually, you know, something could happen. You get the wrong Supreme Court uh, nominees and it goes out the window. Guys, thank you for being on board with us. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.